Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Lisa Chastain. She is an advisor, coach, and mentor for over 20 years. Lisa, welcome to our show today. Grateful to be here. So your tagline is <laughs> helping people get their beep together. Yeah. So when did you decide to help people? Because, you know, a lot of people have a lot of challenges and issues and whatnot. And why did you choose to really help people? Well, first of all, let's talk about how you got your stuff together to have an awareness that you can potentially help other people get their stuff together. You know, I don't know if everybody always feels like they have their, you know, what together. And I know now being in my 40s, there are some days where I still feel like I don't. But where the, where the book title came from is that having been through my own professional careers, my own ups and downs, and having advised and coached and mentored millennials for the most part of my adult life, I realized that there really isn't a moment where someone doesn't look in the mirror at some point in their life and say, hey, you need to get your you-know-what together. And so <laughs> I use my stories, my client stories connected to my financial background to help people have an easy and relatable conversation when it comes to money. Yeah, that's great. And again, with millennials, a lot of times, sometimes they get like a bad rap. And, and I, we've had some millennial guests here and I have some millennial, millennial clients. I'm like, you know, you should, you're like a great example. Because again, like unfortunately, some of the, the stereotypes are out there. So it's great that you have, they have a role model. Because every generation needs a role model to kind of look up to, you know. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel are some of the challenges that millennials have, but specifically millennial women with, with, their, with their finances, with money, or at least with money? Sure. Well, the women that I work with specifically are women that make good money. So that's not the problem. They're high achievers. They know how to, I think millennials are the first generation who really women specifically empower themselves to go get dream jobs and follow their, you know, their ultimate career path. But when it comes to money, they may not have ever learned about money have had good role models when it comes to money. And it's not an intuitive thing. We don't come out of the womb knowing anything about money. And without great role models and teachers speaking to them in a language that they understand, not the financial mumbo jumbo that we all learn as financial advisors. And I know you're from New York City on Wall Street. It's really a a common language that they can understand, that they can relate to, so that they can overcome their challenges of wanting to learn how to save, invest, and have results, have financial results that they never learned how to get one way or the other. That's great. Can you share some examples of some of the clients you work with and just kind of what some of the challenges they had and how you were able to help and guide them along their path? Sure. I think one of the most common challenges or problems is debt. Millennials have debt. And a lot, of it, a lot of them have student loan debt that stresses them out. They are the consumer generation where they walked onto their college campuses and were all handed a credit card. So they find themselves in debt, not because they want to be in debt, but because they've been overspending or they had to leverage some aspect of their life and they want out. But what I tell all of my clients is you didn't get into debt overnight. You're not going to get it out of debt overnight. And unlike other financial experts, I really don't focus on the debt conversation. I focus on teaching them how to save and how to be responsible consumers, because ultimately that will help them create wealth and that will help them get out of debt eventually. And when you say responsible consumer, I mean, because one of the biggest things with millennials or some of the younger generations, because again, you see it all on Instagram, you know, I'm in my forties and, and it's like, it wasn't, I mean, the, the whole desire to, 
to buy things has been consistent throughout mm. large history, you know, but especially now, like everything is shown on Instagram right. and TikTok. So, so when you say like a re responsible um, consumer, I mean, what does that mean? Like, don't we, buy, right. <laughs> don't buy, you know, stop spending money on stupid things is one thing. They're like, okay, I get that. And they laugh at themselves, but it, it is really more about making intentional choices and purposeful choices. So the title of my book, the subtitle is how to control your money, live purposefully and love your life. And millennials are very altruistic. So yeah, they're caught up in that very instantaneous lifestyle where it's all over Instagram. They can buy with a swipe and they need to learn how to slow down and think intentionally about the direction of their life and then learn how to save and build money according to what it is that they really want. And for a young person in general, someone in their 20s and 30s, that's hard to do. So I provide not just money advice, but life coaching on how they connect their time, their, their choices with people, and ultimately their finances so they can live a life that they love. You have like a lock on their phone because, you know... <laughs> I mean, because I talk a lot about focus, you know, and how I remember reading an article about Lockton. It's like a, it's an app company. And they literally said that the average person checks their phone a hundred something times, but the high frequency user checks it 900 times. And again, like I'm guilty of it too sometimes, but at least I, I, I didn't grow up with it in a sense, you know? So right. what are some of the challenges that you think they, they most have? So one maybe is consumerism, consumerism two is that but you're not just teaching them about finance, you're teaching about life, right? So a life coach is very broad. So what are some mm -hmm. things that, because it isn't just, you know, this, this, the listeners on our show, they're from all over, but we do have millennial, speak, uh, list, millennial listeners. So what are some things that you might encourage them, not just for the finance, but just like what you see that maybe are some, some uh, potential potholes that they can avoid or mm. learn from? Sure. Well, I, I, we talk about this a lot in, in the when I was a financial advisor and we lead with, with this sometimes, but I think it's really, it really hits them when I ask them, what are you going to regret when you're dead or when you're on your deathbed? And it's usually never that they couldn't buy something that they really wanted. It was the people that they wanted to have important conversations with. It was time that they could spend with their family. So when I, when I thread the investment conversation together, it's that we invest in three ways. We invest with time with money and with people. And we have to learn how to make connected choices. And so I have my clients take apps off their phone that they don't need or want. And then them understanding the difference between what their needs and their wants are in their life. And then asking themselves before they make a purchase, how does this add value to my life? How does this purchase slash time spent slash person I'm spending my time with, how does this all add value to my life? They learn how to leave toxic relationships as much as they learn how to leave toxic workplaces, set positive boundaries for themselves, and be advocates for their life beyond money. It's health. It's living, by, you know, living in a vibrant way that they want. They just don't know how to do that. That's great. I'm, I'm reading your profile on, on LinkedIn about how like, you've been very frank and open about your personal struggles. And so Given that you've had this experience with financial advising, why did you choose millennial women? Because I mean, it's very rare. I mean, I've met a lot of people, but you're the first person I've ever met literally that's like, okay, we're gonna do financial education, but for millennials and you have the background mm -hmm. for that. So how come that path, or how come that demographic, I should say, um, and not more broad? Well, when I was, for, for the most part, I was, I was a crash and burn story. I came out of my third, out of my twenties, I was 31. I had $100,000 saved in my IRA. 
I was married. I had a three-year-old son. I was a homeowner. I was living the American dream and it all fell apart in my thirties. And when I started to piece my life back together, I literally lost everything. I got a divorce. I had to reinvent myself financially. I lost the hundred thousand dollars that I was spending out of my IRA to keep my marriage afloat, to keep my household afloat, to build a business. All of those stories, I think that people can feel like it's real. Like I'm not talking down at them that I get what it's like to struggle. And in your twenties and thirties, we do that a lot anyway, for a lot of reasons. I know you've had your own journey with that. And so when I, when I had to rebuild myself in 2016, I hired a coach and she looked at me, she said, close your eyes. And I did. (laughs) And she said, who are you standing in front of? And it was a a group of women in their twenties and thirties. And I started crying and I already had young women coming to me for advice, looking for a bigger sister, looking for a mentor, someone to help guide them through their own journey. And that's when it all clicked that I could use all of my life experience, all of my financial experience and my expertise to make a difference for these women who desperately need someone to talk to them specifically. Yeah. And I think again, the topic you talk about, about financial education is so important because you know, way back in the day, it's like, oh, you know, a, a woman or a girl might grow up because like, all these Disney things like, oh, I'm going to find Prince Charming. It's like, no, you can make your own money and <laughs> he can come to, you know, so like it's it's shifted in terms of the awareness, but but also just in general as, as a guy, like I didn't really learn about financial education until I got much older, but I just mm-hmm. appreciate that you are a role model for, for, for a demographic that sometimes don't have role models, you know, at least again, I've, I haven't met many. I mean, Susie Orman is, is one, but she's like older and, and I'm sure she has a more, uh, I guess, wider audience, but I appreciate that you, you found this niche of people that really look up to you because again, I, I'm big on mentoring. I've, I mentor thousands of students when I first actually left my job. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote a college success guide, but it's just so important. So anyone who's listening, I, I hope you take Lisa as an example where again, we can all do business, but why not do business with helping other people that literally entire generation. So Lisa, thanks so much for your time today. How can our guests Stay in touch with you and learn more about your services. Sure. The easiest way is to go to my website, www.lisachastain.com, and they'll be able to see the different events that I have coming up. You can also, uh, I have a gift. They can access my financial future prediction test, so they can reach out to me for that. I can send that their way. They can know whether or not they're on track with the right mindset and behaviors to create the real wealth that they want in their lives. That's great. Lisa, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. Thanks for having me.